Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this week, Jay? Great, doing great. I'm caffeinated, ready to caffeinated, go. Caffeinated, ready to go. <laughs> so, as um, as is typical for this show, we sit down and I, and I go to Jay. I haven't given one thought what to talk about today. No freaking clue. And and seriously, people, that's how we fly on this show. Maybe some of you are like, well, you need to plan this out. You're all about marketing and strategy. It's, yeah. Sorry, just don't have time. Yeah, don't I have time. I see this more as you know, a couple of guys who've been in the industry for a while and sitting down, having a cup of coffee, going, oh, my God, Michael, can you believe this? And Then I say, stop. Let me hit the record button. <laughs> That's exactly right. And but and let's record this. This is right. It's 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 a couple of guys talking about the industry, about marketing, sales, online strategy, those types of things. And we're just we'd be doing this whether it was online or not. You just get to join us for a virtual coffee every week. Yeah. So so w- we started talking. You're like, well, you know, I've had some clients, and we've been dealing with pseudo videos. Yeah. Um. So, first thing we need to probably clarify for people is, what, what the hell is a, is a pseudo, pseudo video? video? So, uh, they've been around for a long time. Fans probably get credit for well, yeah. originating the concept. Um, basically, when you go to YouTube and somebody's got a video up there of a song and it's just the album cover. That's it. It's not a real music video. It's not even a lyric video. Nope. It's just an album cover or a band photo that just is stationary and it's there for two minutes and 30 seconds while the song plays. Or the album, right. Or the yeah. or, or an entire album. The, the industry has adopted that and called it now pseudo-videos. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's another flavor to it. Um, Folks are putting the. I mean, you can put together your own playlist, uh, you know, on YouTube, of course. But what a lot of folks are doing now is they're taking an image, and it could be animated, it could not be animated, it could just be a photo, could be you know a logo, whatever, and they're putting like three hours of jazz or classic rock, two hour block, and. You, when you have a party, uh, have friends over for dinner, whatever it is, it's it's kind of like uh, a streaming playlist, except yep. it doesn't have. It's not. It, it doesn't give you as much information. But I've uh, my daughter had a track track and field kind of banquet, and the music was playing, and I walked over to the computer, and that's what it was. It was one of these three hour playlists on YouTube, so. It's interesting to note that may be another way to get your music into people's ears. Unfortunately, it's not Chiron. It's there's no back announce. You know, it might be difficult unless somebody shazammed it. It might be difficult for people to know what that is. But uh, people are using YouTube's in in YouTube in uh, very creative ways. And with these these pseudo videos, um, you're absolutely right. The industry's adopted them. I think there's kind of a move, though, to go away from maybe the full-length album um, to encourage people to, you know, use a streaming service, maybe download it, maybe buy the CD. 
I know that with a couple of clients I'm working with, we've decided to not do the full-length album anymore and to actively pursue taking them down. Um, for a while there, and I, I don't know, maybe you know if they're still doing it, but YouTube was auto-generating um, full-length pseudo-videos. and um, I don't know if it's YouTube or your digital distributor, but I just had a client that released an album beginning of May and boom release release date every single track was up as a pseudo video yeah um the interesting so you know this this brings up so so many interesting little potential discussions I mean one is it's legitimizing how people use YouTube they don't want to watch videos they just want it to listen to music so, uh, you don't even need the lyrics on it. I mean, you know, for the longest time, lyric videos were the thing. Well, yeah. people don't even care about that. They just need the music. And again, fans were doing this for years. This is how fans were pirating albums, is they'd rip them and put them up on YouTube. Sure. And, and now the industry is sort of like, well, we can't fight it let's control it is yeah. basically how they approach it yeah. um but as a as a content producer as a musician as an artist i'm kind of scratching my head going i'm not sure this exactly rolled out in the best way possible meaning musicians and artists listening to us right now raise your hand if you know that this is automatically happening to your music Right, it and I bet the majority of, of you don't. Yeah, it reminds me of illegal downloads. The the illegal activity drove the legal activity, and it's the same with this. The illegal, you know, let's face it. A lot of what came up on YouTube early on were all these cool bootlegs and you know, live recordings, outtakes, B sides, things that you could never get on a legit streaming service, right? right. And that's what's, what is still kind of the beauty of, you know, YouTube is the the thing. It's like eBay, man. You can find things that you just can't find anywhere else, right? So with these pseudo videos, you do need to educate yourself and do a search. I, I'm fortunate that I work with a, a client that can afford to have a, a company that their business is to find things online. You give them your repertoire in a spreadsheet, they plug it into their system, they can find, you know, I get a report that says, here are your albums that are being, you know, that are on BitTorrent, peer-to-peer, here's what's, here are the full-length pseudo videos on YouTube, and I can literally take them down from that application. Now, I smaller artists, smaller labels aren't going to have that luxury, but you should do a, a search under your name, your albums, your songs, and see what comes up on YouTube. And I think you might be surprised that there may be some pseudo videos up of your repertoire. Well, but yeah, I mean, that that's one issue is um, being aware of what fans are doing unauthorized with with your music. You should always be aware of it. Whether you choose to do something about it is up to you. Exactly. I mean, I've got one client that that we've constantly, uh, on, on a yearly basis, have new discussions of, well, should we take down all these music videos that fans are creating? And, and his attitude is, no, no, you know, let's leave them up there. We don't need to stir the pot. 
Um, you know, it's promoting us. It's my name. You know, if yeah. it drives somebody to buy something or whatever, great. And that's great. perfectly and legitimate. That, and, that, and that's right? fine. But but you need to know what's going on. Right. I I think what what I found interesting is the official pseudo videos that the artist is not creating. Meaning, um, so I've got two clients. One released an album six months ago, and the record label was proactive and created pseudo-videos for every track and had me upload them to the artist's YouTube channel. You know, you could sit here and go, why? Uh, you know, SEO purposes, whatever it might be. You know, people are going to look for that song to listen to. They're going to go out there and actively kill all the illegal pseudo-videos. Now it just leaves yours. Great. Let me ask you a question about that. Are they, if you're doing that, are they claiming those and generating ad revenue as well? Um, no, no. Well, not not in the not in the official click the monetize button sense. I think the right. I think the label has a bigger all encompassing deal that they're being monetized through. But the typical deal that a small artist anybody could do of click the monetize button and make yeah. 10 bucks for a couple thousand plays. It's not happening that way. Um, so, so there the artist took the initiative and created the artist slash label, created the pseudo videos, knew it was happening. It was all part of the marketing plan. I've got another artist that released an album a month ago, month and a half ago, and they, it was not part of their marketing plan. We didn't discuss doing this. The official videos just appeared because the digital distributor automatically created them, loaded them up onto YouTube under the distributor's YouTube account. So that's what I'm saying is I feel like um, this kind of happened not in the it, it it it's happening and not in the best way in that a lot of artists probably don't realize that your distributor might be doing this and you have no clue. And they probably will sit here and go, oh, well, we told you, we sent you a, an email six months ago saying this is something we were going to do, that it was one thing in an email of 20 things that you probably just deleted because you're like, it's freaking garbage spam. But your distributor is probably out there creating automatically videos for every track of your album when it's released. And it's not going under your YouTube channel. It's going under somebody else's channel. And you should know about and that. And you should know about that. that. Absolutely. And, and you, should, you should, one, have the ability to say, no, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you creating. That's not part of my marketing plan is not to quote, give away my music like that. I want to decide if I'm doing that, not you, the distributor. Right. And two, if you're going to do that, at least put it under your own YouTube channel. Right, and I think there's a big difference between putting up a song, um, which someone can you know add to their YouTube playlist, and putting up a, a full-length album. I think a full-length album, you know, then, then I think you're possibly losing out in other revenue from streaming services, downloading. I, I, there's something I think you need to control, depending on what level artist you're at, 
you know, when it comes to full-length you know, pseudo videos. As far as the tracks, I'm less concerned about those. In fact, I think that when somebody Googles a track, maybe they saw you live or maybe they read it in, in the press or whatever. I think it's pretty good that they, they're able to, to find that. Well, I, I, um, I, think, I think the important part, though, is you should have the control to do absolutely. this. Because, you know, what, what happened with this one artist is it wasn't a single pseudo video of the entire album. It was 22 individual videos, one for every track that just, boom, appeared. Wow. Um, and, and maybe you as an artist are like, well, that's fine, but I'd like to do that six weeks after the album is released so I can try and at least maximize my downloads as much as possible from day one as opposed to day one. Having that the should be your choice. Yeah, that that to me is the big thing. The choice was fundamentally taken away from the artist. And again, the distributor is probably going to say, "No, we alerted you of this, so we're not at fault." And uh, listen, that's all fine print arguing. I again, the majority of people listening to us right now probably have no idea this is being done. And if you went and asked your digital distributor, and I won't name names, but go. There, there's, there's decent big size ones. Ask yeah. them if they're doing this, and they are probably yeah. doing this. They probably were like, "Well, that's fine. We're doing this on your behalf, and we're we're giving you revenue from the the ads." But you need to be in control because this needs to be part of your marketing plan. This needs to Absolutely. be part of your release strategy to know yeah. day one the entire album's on YouTube, or you sit here and go, "Don't do it." I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to create, and listen, it is not difficult to create a pseudo video. Nope. If you think it's expensive and time consuming for a real music video and a little bit expensive and time consuming for a lyric video, a pseudo video can be done in minutes for zero cost using Apple iMovie. So please, there, there's zero cost. There's no reason you can't do this yourself. Make it part of your plan. Put it on your YouTube channel. Um, alert your distributor that you're doing it so they don't, because I see this happen all the time, digital distributors will then issue copyright notices to an artist's own video. Mm -hmm. Let them know. And yeah. That's fine. They'll, they'll, they'll wave it on that track. Um, yeah, I think the key here is what you mentioned. Make it part of your plan. Yeah. Think, think about it ahead of time and plan ahead. I had one artist um, that the pseudo video went up, and we checked with a digital distributor, and they didn't put it up. They said that it was auto-generated by YouTube. So I have seen instances, and I, and I tracked it down. I looked at them. They were put up. See, I, haven't, YouTube, I, I haven't seen YouTube. I think the agreement possibly for YouTube Red or I don't know if it was part of uh, Google Play or – but it was – they were told it was part of a, a larger agreement being part of the uh, streaming. So I'm but not But the sure digital distributor had to be in on it. Yeah, they, they claimed that it was news to them. I can't – and maybe it's true, but I can't believe that. that that's basically saying – YouTube has taken it upon themselves to take copyrighted material and posting videos of copyrighted material without the digital rights holder, your distributor, 
knowing this is happening. Well, I think it was one of those things where it was part of the overall contract. Well, and again, I think I think it's probably the way an artist goes to the distributor going saying, you never told me about it, and the and distributor exactly. saying, yeah, it was in a fine yep. print email. The distributor probably got a fine print contract addendum from YouTube, and yeah. somewhere in there it said, oh, by the way, we're going to start doing this. And I would love to hear from any of our viewers or listeners if you have seen um, any of your pseudo videos online that were either auto-generated by a fan, generated by you know your just digital distributor, or you know kind of uh, generated by YouTube. I'd like to to see what people's experiences there are. But you know, kind of at the top of the show, we mentioned you you need to do that search. You need to look online and go deeper than the first page of search results and really dig in there and see because you can also see what fans are reacting to what song are they well, sending that, your music this is a, this is another reason i was just thinking this of when when these pseudo videos are created out of your control you are now not in control of what's happening on youtube in terms of commenting and what's being said on that video because you don't know the video exists and you know when you put your own video up i'm hoping you're encouraging fans to leave comments on the YouTube video, that you're engaging with people on the YouTube video, that you're cleaning the trolls out of the YouTube video. But when YouTube or your distributor does it on your behalf without you knowing it, do you know what's being said on those videos? Probably you, not. And, 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 tr and trust me when I say this, you know YouTube and your distributor are not monitoring it. So for all you know, somebody is going on to that YouTube pseudo video and saying, here's a link to download the entire album from BitTorrent. I've seen that. I've seen it. I've seen it. So, And, and YouTube isn't going to check it on a daily basis to keep it clean. That's happening to your track, your name, your brand, and you don't even know about it. Yeah. And the other part of this, I had this discussion yesterday with someone whose her job is in rights, in publishing. And, and, and we were talking about, well, is this a sink? And she said, absolutely it is. That no one's really making a fuss about this right now, but look down the road we're thinking of this as, oh, we're just posting this on, on YouTube. But whenever you, like, if you have something on your album that you didn't write, say a cover tune or something, you got to get a sync license. I mean, that's not your your work. So there's some other complications, I think, down the road we're going to run into where these pseudo videos are going to be treated just like any other sync license. They they have to be. They have to be. And you don't think of it like that because it's a still image, right? Right. And, 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 and because it's YouTube. I think right. there's still part of that that artists are now just starting to get over of like, um, you know what, just because it's YouTube, we don't need to look the other way. Yeah. What what are you doing, YouTube? Why is this happening? What are you, you know, everybody's saying streaming services are the evil enemy. What about you, YouTube? What are you paying us? What are you're making videos of my album and I don't even know this is happening? Right. But I think that it depends on the level of artist you're at. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you just a quick story. Um, 
my wife is a, a teacher, and she puts together a video every year, uh, puts it on YouTube for the parents, so it's unlisted, so only those who have the link can can do it. Private, it's only you, unlisted, you can share it with some, some folks, and she does it every year, and she puts pictures of her students to music. She's never had a problem until this year. She put it up and immediately got a cease and desist because she had used a, a Beatles song. So clearly there's some kind of a bot or some kind of a search looking for that digital footprint. And, you know, if they can do it with the Beatles... Oh, I, listen, I, I've, I've had right? that happen um, years ago. Um, I went skydiving and had a, a video filmed of me skydiving. And the skydiving company edited the video up, and they synced it to the song Kryptonite. I would have liked free falling, but okay. But, you know, it worked. It was great. They gave it to me. I posted it on YouTube to share with friends and family. Boom! <laughs> Warner Brothers. Can't no use kidding. that. Can't use that song. We'll we'll we will strip the audio. I think they stripped the audio right, that's out. That's what they did. They silenced the audio and let the video play. Sometimes they'll do that. Sometimes they'll say, we'll leave it in there, but you can't monetize it. We're going to monetize it, and we're going to keep all... But you're right. that And it's digital fingerprinting. And, and I've had... Listen, I, I had another case. So that was a copywritten song. I wasn't going to argue that. Uh, sure. No, I can't. There was another case where um, on, a, on an old episode of a podcast... I had uh, Jordan Rudis, the guitar player, not the guitar player, the keyboardist of Dream Theater on. And at the end of the podcast, we asked him to give us a little impromptu concert. So he did. He had his sitting in front of his keyboard. He gave us nice. like two and a half minutes of literally impromptu keyboard jam, just cool. making stuff up. Posted it, and YouTube came back and said, You don't have the copyrights to that song. Well, my immediate response was, it's not a song. There right. are no copyrights to it. It's never been written, released, or anything. You, Their reply was, you have to give us written permission from the artist. to." Uh, so I had to get Jordan to fax me a document. Even though it was him playing it. Even though it was him playing it, something he made up himself, YouTube somehow in their auto... Their auto-searching, fingerprinting said, nah, uh you don't have rights to that. Um, I have had record labels. Um, it was Universal. I did a show where we reviewed the Black Sabbath album 13. Reviewed it. Spoken words. Universal made a copyright claim on that. Seriously? Seriously. So how does that Cheap Trick podcast get away with playing so much of Cheap Trick's music in the podcast without getting... Lucky. Pure okay. luck. I, the, and, and I'll take this to the furthest extreme. I had YouTube once on a podcast. I don't know if it was Three Sides of the Coin. I think it might have been a Music Biz Weekly. Issue a copyright notice for my voice. Huh? They... They or somebody was making a claim on my spoken voice, and I said, uh, "You need to explain to me how somebody's owning the copyright to my voice and the words that I'm saying." They, uh, immediately after that, they dropped it. But what what this all of this illustrates is YouTube's copyright. Although it's out there and it's 
attempting to protect you. It's all automated, and it's it got a lot yeah. of flaws in it because all it's doing is fingerprint matching of, wow, it's got the same wave patterns as this song, flag it, and good luck trying to make a case with somebody in person, meaning via email. It's yeah. all an automated form submission. Yeah. Lots of problems with music. I've constantly had major label artists have their own videos flagged for copyright infringement. Well, what was the resolution to you talking about an artist? Because that seems ridiculous to me that you can't editorialize There was never a, there was never a resolution. You want. I, 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 I emailed them back and I said, "How? What? what music? Point me to the music you're claiming. Because I don't hear any music. It was all spoken word in here. We were talking about this. And the resolute, it's still open. It's not a it's not a ding against my record because technically on YouTube, they can do it a couple different ways. You can have three strikes mm -hmm. and you're out. Your account is gone. Most of the time what I get are copyright infringement, but this is not a strike against your account. We are just doing X. An investigation, whatever. We're turning off the audio. We're not letting you monetize it. Oh, here. Remember our episode on um, prints that yeah. we did? Yeah. Um, YouTube came back and said, you're not allowed to monetize that video. Because we mentioned prints? I'm, like, I, I, I'm disputing it, and I'm saying, you got to give me reasons why. Don't just point me to your terms of service, because that's all they did. This is against our terms of service. What? Specifically what? Specifically what? And I can guarantee you there will never be a specific reply back. I have got probably a half a dozen videos sitting out there with open claims where I'm going, you need to justify this. Please tell me what happened. If that's the case, then every Three Sides episode should be pulled. Well, the, I mean, here's what it comes down to is there is, in, in my opinion, there's no real reason why copyrights can happen in YouTube. The craziest crap can happen. You put any kind of music, even the free copyright royalty-free jingles that you can download anywhere, don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit. I... It, I will bet you at some point somebody has gotten flagged for using royalty-free music and had to prove to YouTube that it was royalty-free. How yeah. do you prove it? I'd like to get a YouTube employee on uh, to talk to us about how this is done and, and better ways to resolve it. Because clearly, you know, they're uploading millions of videos a day uh, across the world. There's no way that humans can police all of that. We know that. It's got to be some kind of fingerprinting, you know, software algorithm. Okay, that's fine. But there's got to be a process to address these claims a little more quickly and, and get some resolution. Yeah, the, the resolution dispute sucks is what it comes down to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're out there trying to protect the copyrights. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're just head scratchers where you're like, how did, how's a copyright claim being made against a spoken word? Mm -hmm. Why is universal music given the right 
to make a copyright claim against a review of the Black Sabbath album and turn off my ability to monetize that and monetize it for themselves. That feels like strong arm. Yeah, and it just doesn't seem fair because you could put it in a magazine article and they're not going to cease and desist you. Um, you could talk about it on the radio, on your radio program. You know, what's, what's the difference? I, I have no idea. I mean, is it, is it something where, again, some automated software is looking for words where we say, we are going to review, we, and here's how it was, we listened to it in our headphones but you couldn't hear that in the video. So we would say, we're listening to the new Black Sabbath track, blah, blah, blah. Is there automated software that searches for that and just based on somebody saying we're listening to in I this video? I think it's video? more in the metadata. I think it's probably a crawler that looks at your metadata saying, hey, you know, we talk about the tragedy of Prince or we talk with the bass player of Ozzy Osbourne. Bing, Ozzy Osbourne's put in there and it gets thrown into a pile for review. I don't know. I it's, it, 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 it might it, have it, something to do with that. It's a, it's a big unknown. You know, there's... I talk to countless people who are like, oh, yeah, I've had that happen to me. It makes no sense. I can't figure it out. You know, and I just, that's part of what needs um, fixing in the YouTube world. Yeah. You Is know, they're, they're just resolution. such a giant Goliath of a company that how, how does any little person stand up to it? Right. But yeah. back, back to our original discussion. Everybody who's watching, go 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 check and see what pseudo videos are being created. You might be for surprised. You. you might be surprised which unauthorized ones are out there, and even more surprised which authorized ones are out there. Yeah, let us know what you find. Yeah, well, what what you find? Were you aware of it? And uh, was there any resolution? Did are you, you going to leave them up? Resolve it. Yeah. You going to try to get them down? Is it you know? Because you're, you're absolutely right. You said one of your clients wanted to leave them up. I've got a client that believes that the more exposure, the better. Yep. Let, let everybody put their bar mitzvah to my music. It doesn't matter. Put it up there. And then I have another client who's like, no, I control this. More of the kind of the Prince model. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, you know, where the artist chooses and controls what goes up and stays up. Right. And, I, and both are legitimate and both are fair. It just depends on what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. But the point there is you had the decision to make yourself. Yeah. It wasn't made for you by YouTube or by your distributor. Right. And not conveyed to you. Right. And are you being, you know, are they being monetized? Well, that, you, know, you know, and that's the other issue is they may say it's being monetized. Run an accounting on them. Ask them to show is it being monetized. Fair enough. Just, just ask them. All right, so you're monetizing those pseudo videos. Can you give me a report for the last quarter on how many plays and what was generated in ad revenue? Yeah. Call them on it. Fair question. Yep. All right, guys, that's it. Another week, we're out of here. Another virtual coffee. Another virtual coffee. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>